Welcome to another episode of Sales with Aslan. I'm your host, Tom Stanfield, and I'm here finally with my co-host, Dr. Tab Norris, the doctor of sales training. Tab, we missed you last week. It wasn't uh, about to. It really, it pains me, and you know that, Tom. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt at a real, real deep level, um, mm. but I've worked through it. Had a little counseling. I'm going to be okay. Yeah, but, but well, you you had a great excuse. You were driving to West Point to see your second, second, not your first, your second son graduate from West Point. How many fathers have two children who graduate from West Point? I mean, we you need to do you need to we need to do a parenting podcast, Tab, not a sales <laughs> podcast. Well, I have to have my wife do that one, but oh, that's okay. okay. So you know, it's it's okay. Does no, she well, listen to this? You. I think she's oh yeah, she's a big fan. No, it's great. Well, it, I had very little to do with it. I've just very great boys. Um, it was an amazing experience. Men. They're men. Yeah, now, they Tab, are by men the way, now. They're men. They're that men. is true. Yeah, tr- that is. They true. could hurt both of us, and we wouldn't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was glad I had the sword in that picture, you know. Uh, yeah. But no, it was an amazing experience. It just makes me just, it's just, you know, just, it's just, it was, it's you know, incredible. you were there. I mean, it was amazing. It was incredible. Just, just the... it was incredible. I tell you what, just shout out to our military. Yeah. The fact that these men and women give their lives for our country. They give four plus what is it five to eight years well they do five at well this is coming out of west point they do five active and then they do three reserves yeah so call it 13 minimum 13 years minimum to keep us safe and to protect our country and keep us free i mean it's just and then general milley spoke it was just amazing i just love our military and because of you i've gotten more connected to it so thank you for how you and your family have served our country but you're back I'm You're back. back in the studio, and we could not be more excited. And we've never said there. that before. No, I, I, I've said, here's what I've said. I've, I've changed it up a bit. I've done a lot of superlatives. <laughs> okay, okay. And so I'm changing it up. I'm saying I couldn't be more excited. I'm not saying this is I'm the best the most guest excited. we've ever had. Yeah. Or... We couldn't have a better guest. I'm just saying I couldn't be more excited. Than that, that is true. That is 100% true. And I think it's the first. I've been on her podcast because she's got a very successful podcast, very oh, successful, yeah. huge following. Millions of people come to her every day for advice. Yes. Uh, but we haven't had her on our podcast because she said no so many times. And oh, I just yeah. kept she's calling busy, and busy writing busy. and calling. So, ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Obama. Tom, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's your best line yet. That's it. I'm going best See, line finally, yet. Michelle, welcome. <laughs> Oh no, that's Phoenix. next week. Oh, disappointing. Oh, I'm sorry. That's next week. That's next week. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Well, no, yeah. you introduce our guest, and I do love this person with all yes. my heart, and yes. uh, so I'm glad she's here. But I'm, I'm not going to steal your thunder. You inter- introduce. Well, thank you. Well, no, the, we have with us today Bobby Kaler, and if you've met her, worked with her in any phase of your life, you know what we're talking about. She's amazing. Um, I have worked with her for more than 13 years. She's mm. been an amazing part of our team forever. She uh, she continues to be part of our team a lot less than in the past because she's so busy with her new focus, which we're so excited about. Um, and it's Kaler Coach. It's been Kaler Coaching, but now it's big time Kaler Coaching. And it and it sounds like you're. I, I can't wait. I, I told I told you the other day I was so 
excited to learn more about mental fitness coaching, which I know is your big, your big thing. And this is where you're, where you're really pouring all of your effort for the most part now. And so I am anxious to learn more and, um, you know, so excited to have you with us. So thanks. Thank you. And thanks for in inviting me on the show. And everyone's going to be so disappointed, Tom. It's like, <laughs> sell Obama. We got time. <laughs> we're trying to sell the show, Bobby. I know. No, Next we're, week. We're trying to show. No, no. I'm, I just I thought that would be funny. No, <laughs> I would rather have you. Honestly, I'd rather have you on the show than Michelle Obama, although that probably would probably, she might help us get more sponsors. But Probably so. Yeah, but, probably but so. I, I really am excited. I am. So, Bobby, talk to me. You know, we, we, we discussed this mental fitness idea, um, but the listeners are probably much like me and need to know what is mental fitness? Why should we care about it? How does it relate to being successful in sales, whether you're in sales leader or sales rep? So educate us a little bit, because as I've gotten to know you a little bit about your new focus and venture, I was astounded at some of the things that you shared with me. Yep. Okay. So mental and fitness. I'm mentally fit. Am I mentally fit? I just, really the question I have. We're going to do the assessment you know what? later. Oh, we'll do the assessment. Okay. Let's not push it here. Okay. That's okay. right. And you know what, though? What's cool about that? There are two assessments that will show you oh. how mentally fit you are. I, I will crush that. Bring it on. <laughs> I will crush it. First, per, the first step is if you think you're going to crush it, you, know. <laughs> you are soft, you are mentally soft, and, and that's going to really inspire me. I want, I want to be in the program. Sign me up. Yeah. You failed. All right. <laughs> yeah. Next question. No. Mm -hmm. So think about mental fitness this way. It is our ability to respond uh, to life's challenges, stressors, opportunities with a positive mental mindset. Rather, okay. than a, rather than a new negative or stressed mindset, okay? okay? So that's what it is. Uh, and why that's important is when we respond with a positive mental mindset, we are more resilient, okay. we're more creative, we negotiate better, we're more productive, and we take clear-headed action, right? Okay. And then you also said, how does it relate to sales? So think about it this way. If you are a salesperson, you're about to make a big presentation. Mm -hmm. What's going on? What's the chatter inside your head? Oh, that is so true. Right? Yeah. When I have all that neural static, I yep. can't think clearly. That's exactly I mean, I, right. I can't clear. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm in my head. I always talk about I'm in my head. I get nervous it, and it shuts down my ability to flex and say what I really want to say and be in the moment. You lose your creativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just get boring. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <Get> boring <laughs> or more boring. Depending. More boring. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's exactly right, right? So when we're in our head, all those things disappear. So mental fitness is that ability in that moment to recognize, "Whoa, I'm in my head," and 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 to switch out of it, so that okay. that we can access the more positive part of our brain, which neuroscientists call the the, the sage part, because you've got the survival part. Okay. A lot of us operate, right? And that's kind of the primitive brain. It's mm -hmm. fear-based. Right. And then is that, got is that what they mean by the reptilian brain? I've heard oh, that. I'm not sure. Okay. Not hundred percent sure. I, that could be because they refer to it as different things. Okay. Right? So, so there's a survival part of the brain kind of that's yeah. like it's fight or flight. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And when you're in that part of the brain, you don't have access to like things like the creativity 
Um, like I said, negotiation skills. You don't communicate as well. Uh, uh, okay. Learning shuts down. That's a big one. Learning shuts down. So going back to that presentation thing, right? So here's how now a sales manager comes in and they know this person's got a big presentation. Right. There's a couple of approaches, right? If you're a sales manager, you're trying to manager and you're trying to hype them up, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Come on, now a lot's riding on this. We got to right. do well with this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this don't lot. screw this yeah, up. Yeah, we got to really nail up. this one. Wait, yeah. yeah. You know what you just did? I just unlocked that bad place. It's the bad part That's of right. my brain. That's exactly right. Versus helping the person shift to a sage perspective, there would be more like, so Tom, think about how many Tom and Tap, how many sales presentations have you made? that have gone well, uh, right? What were the things which we you can did? do? Even if our sales manager is a jerk, we still That's can ask right. ourselves that same question or they're not mentally fit. We can ask right. ourselves that same question picture. Yeah. How many times has gone well? Got it. Right. And what did you do to get that good result? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause a neutral, I mean, those are kind of opposites, right? There's one in the middle, which is you've got this, just go for it. You're going to crush it. That's nice. Cheerleading. Yeah, but it's not helping them really to think about all the times that you've stepped into this and you've done well, right? It's yeah. it's it's it's, and it's 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 simple, but it's a big deal. Okay, all right. So that's an example of how mental fitness drives performance. That is correct. Okay, that's correct. So can I ask a crazy question? Sure. How do you build? mental fitness. I mean, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm very curious. Okay. So mental fitness has basically three muscles that are involved. Mm, okay. So if you think about physical fitness, right, you don't go to the gym once and do one push up and be like, woohoo, I'm good yeah. to go. Mm, <laughs> right? right. Well, I it do, is, but it hadn't really been working. It doesn't work that well. <laughs> right. So, so it's kind of the same thing. So there are three mental muscles that you want to, that we focus on. One is called the self-command muscle. Okay. And that's our ability. Um, think about it this way. How much do we direct our mind and our attention versus how much is our mind running or just running in circles, ruminating? Got it. And, and, and a lot of people think, oh, I'm, I have self-command. I have self-command. And I, and I thought I did too. And Mm. then I heard this question. So when you wake up at two in the morning and you can't get back to sleep because you're worried about X, Y, and Z, are you saying you're choosing that? Yeah, right. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not yeah. choosing it. We're not it's- choosing anxiety. When you can't be in the moment because you're That's too right. stressed out about X, Y, Z. Yeah, like I'm having lunch with my daughter-in-law the other day and I'm, I'm like, I'm struggling to be in the moment and not let the pressures of the day invade that meeting, that's the ability to self-command. That is, that's correct. So you're saying that when I, I'm not self-commanding when I allow myself to not put that in a box somewhere and go to sleep. Right. Right. Interesting. And here's what, yeah. And here's, and, and my gosh, that, that was a big one for me. And Mm -hmm. here's the thing, because when we feel the stress, you know, sometimes it's like, Hey, it is, there is something that needs our attention. Mm -hmm. It's just what sort of attention is it stressed out attention or is it intentional, measured, calm, clear headed. Right. Which means we're going to be more productive at solving the problem. If we're not anxious. That's right. Or if we're not, yeah, got it. That's That's so true. Yeah. Cause the more, the more amped up we get and the more we allow ourselves to spin, 
the less the, our ability to solve that problem. And then the way I've heard it say is the more you focus on the problem, the problem expands, you focus on the solution, the solution expands. So the ability to navigate from the problem to the solution and then make a decision. I need to go to sleep. I need to address this tomorrow. Here's when I'm going to do that. Is yeah. That muscle is being developed to, right. to tell the body what to do because the body's freaking out because the body's paying attention to instincts, I guess, or I don't know if it's so much as instincts, but it's just sort of latent fears or un subconscious fears that yeah. exist somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And, and well, like, yep. like I know, you know, maybe I, maybe this, I'm a simpleton on this, but I mean, I know at times, and maybe this is a, maybe this is a little exercise for mental fitness. I don't know, but I'll, if the only success I've ever had with that is if I go in, pull my pad out and I write down at two in the morning, here's the pro I need to get this solved in the morning. Here's what's going on. Here's a couple of thoughts. And if I will write that down, it is amazing that oftentimes I can go to sleep. That definitely helps because it gets it out of your head. Okay. So that's a step. That's a step. Definitely, definitely helps. The thing is, it's becoming, a lot of people aren't even aware of it, right? We just think it's, it's the way it is. Hmm. So yeah, we don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. We don't have a choice, right? Like for me, I can feel it. Uh, my breath becomes shorter. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And that's a key indicator. Like, Ooh, I'm kind of in a, I'm not in a good state here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one, the self-command muscle. Another okay. one is called the sage muscle. Sage. And this sage, yeah. And this refers to actively tapping in to that positive, creative, and calm region of our brains. Okay. And the uh, the researcher, Shirzad Shamin, he's the one, he's, he's based out of Stanford. He's worked with over, over 500,000 people, world-class athletes, CEOs mm -hmm. of top one, you know, top fortune companies. Mm -hmm. And, and when he teaches classes at Stanford, they recall to the sage, they, when, they, when they're talking about the sage, the students say, oh, that's like the Jedi, right? Mm -hmm. If you think about a Jedi who stands calm. Sage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's a great word picture for that. Mm -hmm. So getting, and I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting on what you're saying related to yeah, times where you can move into this part of your, I'm trying to make that more tack, more applicable. How do we do that? So maybe that's really the question. How do we tap into that part of our brain that I guess you're saying knows how to solve the problem? Yeah. And, and part of that is quieting the chatter so that mm -hmm. it will emerge. Cause think about uh, it. Okay. You know what I mean, Tom? Mm-hmm. You have so much wisdom already. Our mm. brains are wired to solve problems, but if it's if it's confused by the chatter, you know, it, it's hard for us to move forward. And actually, I think Tab's example earlier, when he gets up and he writes down, "Okay, this is what I'm worried about," mm -hmm. it's it's it, it's helping to calm that so that we're in a when when we are in a calmer state. We how many times does that happen where it's like, oh yeah, that's what I need to do. Yeah. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? You get that. It, yeah. Where it, versus you're, you know, you just, you got overwhelmed or fl by flooded by thoughts that you can't make sense. Yeah. That's right. Well, it and seems the way that I do it in sales, I center myself in sales is one of the things that works for me to get in touch with that sage mode is a sage muscle. I should say is I change my role in a presentation. Like one of the things Kelly had, one of our guests uh, we had on our podcast talked about, are you presenting for performance? Or are you trying to communicate? You have two roles, either perform mm -hmm. 
or to communicate. And like I said that to myself, I was speaking at a conference this last, well, I guess last week. And I started, I walked into the room and it was a huge room. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be a lot of people. And I kind of, in my mind, I thought there's gonna be like, <laughs> you know, like a hundred people there, 50 people there or whatever. And it's gonna be like, whatever, we're gonna just talk, you know? And all of a sudden I got nervous. And then I reminded myself that my role, and I know this sounds kind of trite, but my role is to serve them and to deliver this information. And like you said, I have the information. That's right. I don't need to get in the way because I want to get a perform or make it about me. And somehow walking through that process, I can, I guess, tap into the sage. That's right. The brain. And actually, one of the things that uh, they talk about is one of the key ways we can shift to sage mm-hmm. is by focusing on serving. Ah, okay. mm. which I thought you guys might find interesting. I did. Yes. Nice assignment, right? Well, I mean, that, that's what were you going to ask, Tab? You had a question. I think I don't want to cut you off. No, it was, it was funny. It was, I was along these same exact lines because I think I was doing, I mean, the same exact thing. I've always, and it was, I've, I've gotten, you know, we've been doing this a long time. And I, I remember the early days of Aslan. I was, I would be so scared going into a sales yeah. presentation or a training session, either one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, they're, they're going to figure me out. I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, all those, num- all those numbers. Negative yeah. thoughts that come into your brain, and and uh, and you just it, it was I would walk around outside and drink my coffee and tell myself this is all I'm doing is serve. This is about them, not about me. And if I just go in there and I focus on serving these twenty people or two people or whatever is, that's yeah. all I can do. It's mm-hmm. very freeing. And I'm going to say yeah. things right, wrong, and everything in between. Who cares? I'm going to free myself up to do that. And I mean, literally, I had I'd go through those motions. And that's what sounds like that's what you're talking about. Absolutely, it is. You mm, know, because awesome. otherwise, we're the, we're, we're the hero of the story. That's right. Yes, that's right. So when we're focused on serving it automatically, it takes our it takes us kind of out of it a little bit, which quiets our mind. It's fine. I have a little I didn't know how this applied to mental fitness, but I have a little trick that I play on myself. And it works so well. I say at the beginning of the presentation, and this isn't really for them, it's for me, is I tell them, literally, I said, my job today, role today, or goal today, I guess I say goal, is not to sell you our solution. Mm -hmm. My goal today is to share with you the best practices that we've learned over the years by working with similar firms, so that if you decide to solve this problem, I'm going to make you aware of what's really critical or what we've learned about the best ways to do it. If you happen to choose this, great. Do I want you to choose this? Yes, but this, this is the way I want to approach this present. And I like literally, it just completely calms me because if it, if I say yeah, that, it's freeing. I, it's almost like, yeah, yeah. it's I'm ground, I'm more grounded. <clears throat> and I guess what you're saying, Bobby, is by learning how to do that, I'm tapping into that part of my brain that's more effective and efficient at solving problems. Yeah, absolutely. And think about how much time that that removes the pressure versus, oh, got to make a sale. Oh, yeah. We're not going to pay the mortgage this month. You know, I don't make the right. sale. Yeah. It takes that away so that we can be more creative. We can be more fluid in the moment. Obstacles happen. We can respond more, uh, you know, calmly to them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's two of the muscles. Now, okay. the third one I think is really interesting, and it's called the saboteur interceptor. So let me just explain. Yeah. So that a superhero? No, (laughs) it should be that. Saboteur interceptor tab. Yes. 
Well, then so they kind of could be. You know what? That was going to be it my guess. Be. That was my guess. The third one. I was going to guess. Oh that. yeah, Tom. You're right. Yeah. Right. The, the, I like the, like, no. the Senator <laughs> Interceptor. God, that's yeah. a cool name. That'd look cool on a T-shirt, wouldn't it? So mm-hmm. this is the ability to recognize saboteur thoughts and intercept them before they intercept you. So let me, let me explain what, what they mean by saboteurs. So saboteurs are, are automatic habits of thinking, uh, thinking, feeling, and acting. Okay. Right. A lot of times we're not even aware of them Mm -hmm. and what they've shown the researchers is that there are basically 10 different saboteurs. There's one that's universal for everyone. And that's the judge, Uh, you know, right now, Tom, I just saw you react to that. You're not good enough. (laughs) That's you, you right. Shouldn't be the yeah, mm-hmm. right. You're you know you. Why you do you think this you're up. the one that could be that? Do people sh- really struggle with that? Like there's somebody. <laughs> oh. <that's> actually- <laughs> <laughs> you defined it perfectly, I right? No, exactly. They're gonna I, see I go, through me. They're gonna see exactly. through me. So so that's a universal. And then the, there's nine accomplices. So let me just read these names mm. to you, and, and you can tell me if you can see any of these that salespeople might you know might have. And here's the thing: some people have one or two. You know, and some have maybe all of them, Mm -hmm. but here are some, the avoider, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. controller, yeah, Mm -hmm. hyperachiever, hyperrational, hypervigilant, that's a big one for me, the pleaser, Mm -hmm. restless, stickler, which is a perfectionist, and victim. Mm. Yeah. Can you say that one more time? I want to to get that one more time. Okay. So all of them again. Yeah. So you've got the judge. Mm -hmm. That's That's universal. That's that's a universal. The nine accomplices. Okay. So you have the avoider. Avoider. Okay. Don't do it. Yeah. They put it off. Mm -hmm. The controller. Okay. Like take, which I think actually, if you've done Enneagram, I think that's my default when I get in a weak place. Oh. Like the Enneagram. The Enneagram, the nine personalities, I guess it's not nice. It's the nine ways that people, I guess it describes our desire. I don't know if I'm, if I can explain the Enneagram, but it, 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 if you know your number, there's a number that kind of says, describes what you really want or desire. Yeah. And, and then you have a go-to when you're in stress. Yep. And that's really what you're saying. When you're in a trouble, these are your go-to responses. Yep. Controller, what was after controller? Then you have the hyperachiever. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see a lot of salespeople could fall into that one, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the hyperachiever is why we can like hit, hit whatever goals there. Yeah. And, you know, but it's when it, it's like any strength that goes too far, it then becomes a weakness, right? So then you have hyperrational, yeah. hypervigilant, okay. pleaser. Okay. okay restless, which is a person that likes to go from one thing to another, to another, uh, the stickler, which is the perfectionist and the victim. Yeah. And the victim is that's the blame shifter. It's not my, I couldn't have done it. It's the company's fault. It's this, it's that, it, it, you know, mm-hmm. and if you ask the question, well, is anybody that's successful, they would avoid that answering that question. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. So what's the key to, is the key to recognize your pattern and then address it the key is to recognize your pattern and the thing is like the saboteur and also which one of these you have and there Mm -hmm. is an assessment that for that a free assessment for that Mm 
-hmm. And I have to say, when I took it, it was spot on for me, stuff that I I knew. And one was actually surprising. I knew that hypervigilant was something that I had. I mean, I I knew that. And Mm -hmm. I've worked on that. I've had emotional intelligence coaches in the past, and I've worked on and I made moderate, moderate gains. And then when I went through this particular program, within like two to three weeks, I went from waking up every night at two o'clock, worrying about everything mm-hmm. to I woke up and I'm like, oh, that's hypervigilance. And I went back to sleep. So explain wow. hypervigilance again. Yeah, I don't explain know that, that one. Okay. So hypervigilance. That may, that may apply to me because I'm having the, the waking up in the middle of the night problems. In a lot of these a lot of these will cause that waking up. It's not, okay, it's not okay, unique no. to that, but okay. hypervigilance is the person who worries about everything that possibly could go wrong. You're always scanning for danger. Uh, okay. You're that's always not looking you, for how Tom. No, You're hyper, hyper non-vigilant, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm where is there? Da- There's no danger anywhere. <laughs> no, danger? Where? What are you talking about? I'll park <laughs> my car wherever in the world I want and I'll drive as fast as humanly possible. My wife would like me to be a little bit more <laughs> I, vigilant. But this is advice my wife gave me the other day while driving. This is the advice. Are you ready? She says you should look behind you before you back up. <laughs> Um, oh, that's a crazy concept. And you know what? She's right. That's she's that's she's right. right. I should. That's a good point. Oh, gosh. That's, I, I wouldn't say that's a vigilance. I'd say yeah. more <laughs> common sense. No, you're right. That's not, <laughs> not a vigilance. No, I, my brain. What is this, Bobby? Sorry to be selfish here, but I want to. I want to. This is helpful. Um, my brain wants. It's hard to turn it off. So I want to. My brain keeps trying to solve the problem, which is what happens if I wake up. My brain's it's it also a lot of times I'll be solving the problem while I sleep. I'll sometimes wake up with the yeah. solution to my problem because I was thinking about it. I'm sure I didn't sleep well. Then if I actually wake up, I'm I'm already on go. So what is that that's just constantly trying versus I'll solve that tomorrow? I do the exact same thing. So I'm very an- anxious for the answer. That's exactly okay. what I do. Okay. So to answer that, tell me tell me more about the thoughts you're having in that moment, like what's driving it? Uh, what's driving it? I would say it's the problem is important. Like I care about the problem. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, maybe the solution isn't obvious to me. I don't, if you say what's driving it, there's probably some fear in the background. It's like it needs to be solved. Yeah. And I'm concerned about solving it. See, okay. and I, can I add to this? See if you have this, Tom. I feel hopeless. Like mm-hmm. it feels hopeless to me. There's no answer. Really? There's no answer. Yes. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it's like, I just don't think there's an answer. And then no, I wake I up the next day and I'm like, Mike, what was I doing? I'm an idiot. This was an easy yeah. thing to solve. <laughs> Yeah. So does this put me in a hole? Does this make me a saboteur entrepreneur or whatever they call that? <laughs> no, you're just making up. You're making stuff up. Yeah, we ought to start. We can start another company. We'll put Bobby out of business. We'll call it saboteur entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Um, mm. So here's the thing. It, it depends because all the different saboteurs can affect you to, you know, cause they're, they're all in cahoots basically with the judge. Yeah. So the person who wakes up, up at 2 AM and they're thinking, Oh my gosh, I've got this problem. Mm-hmm. No one else can solve this problem. I have to be the one to solve this problem. 
That would be more under the controller. That's probably me. I feel responsible to solve the problem. Yeah. And I know that's not mm -hmm. correct. That is, yeah. that is a weakness that I have. And, but that's where I go under stress. My, my profile right. will tell me that that's where I go. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Um, so does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Totally yeah. makes sense. So knowing your, so once you know that, like you, that's a light bulb for me. So if I know that's mm -hmm. my controller, um, my saboteur is a controller. Uh, and then I'm believing that I can solve, I need to solve the problem and only I can solve the problem, which is a false belief. I can address that belief with the truth. Yeah. Tab, and that's why I'll call tab at two in the morning and I'll tell him <laughs> solve the problem. And, and then Elizabeth, say, and then I'll not solvable. <laughs> it's not solvable. Now, and then I'll get, and then, okay, never mind. I'm going to call somebody else. Never mind. I'll call somebody you never call somebody call, else. Never <laughs> call the saboteur when you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Tom, what you're talking about there, that's the lie of the saboteur. So part of it yeah. is recognizing number one, which ones do you have? And then what are the lies they tell you? Mm -hmm. Right. Because and the judge is, is basically in the background going, you're not going to pull this off. Oh, and people have like some people's their judges are incredibly nasty. Like you're an yeah. idiot. You've never been good in anything. How did you mess up that presentation? And, yeah. and, and if you make like if you mess something up, there is value in saying, wow, I didn't do well. Yeah, right. What can I learn from a it? fair assessment, a fair assessment? You know, and that's where, that's where there's a distinction between judgment and mm -hmm. discernment, right? Discernment is how we learn. Like, oh, you know, when I said this, it would have been better had I said this instead, or right. I, I didn't read the cues that I was getting from the room. Right. Those are discernments. It becomes judgment when we're like, I didn't read the cues of the room and I'm an idiot for it. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the last yeah. piece of that is not that necessary. Is so powerful because- the judger talks to who we are. Yes. That you aren't good enough. You can't right. present well enough. You can't pull this off. The judger attacks who we are versus uh, when you are healthy, you say to yourself, I didn't do a good job there, but I will next time if I learn this. It's not about who I am. It's about what I did. And if I can separate right. what I'm doing, I'm not a bad writer. That article just wasn't written well because whatever reason, and I can learn from that. So I'll adjust it versus the judger tells me, no, you can't write. That's You're right. not good enough. Right. If you think about it, son of a bitch, <laughs> judge is nasty, right? I hate that. Judge hate that is guy. nasty. Yeah. But think about it. There's uh, Martin Seligman, who's a professor mm. at University of Pennsylvania. He talks about learned optimism because he okay. started by, by mm. his research originally was around learned helplessness. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and that's, we can learn to be helpless. Right. And he's like, wait a minute, if we can learn to be helpless, we can learn to be optimistic that's great and to solve our problems and he narrowed it down to three that's the explanatory styles permanent uh personal and pervasive and the mm. judge tends to speak in permanent personal and pervasive you suck you suck on your tests you're not smart versus if i fail a math test just hypothetically i've never failed one i didn't always crush them let's say yeah, that but let's just <laughs> say you, let's just say 
You did. I'm, I'm not going to answer say. that question if I did or didn't. So that's okay. Keep that under wraps. My judger tells me I would, I probably <laughs> failed one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but the difference is if I fail a math test and I'm like, wow, I did not do well on that test. I'm not running from reality. And, and, and so the rest of it would be next time I will study better. I will study harder. I'll prepare better for that test. Whereas if I'm, if it's, if it's more the pessimistic or the judge, it's like, I'm terrible at taking tests. I'm so stupid. I'll never be good at this. Mm-hmm. Well, why try? You're never going to get a job. You'll always be this or whatever. Yeah, that's right. I'm never going to make a sale. I always blow my presentations. I can never mm-hmm. ask for the whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. that's really. Know. I'm reading a book called Extreme uh, Ownership. Don't you ever read that? It was about a couple no. of Navy SEALs. Oh, I've heard and of it. It is. I could never be a Navy SEAL. Well, yeah, me either. I, I, I checked that. I pulled that off my uh, goals after I read this book. But it, I'm but it's that was to. my judge. That was my judge. You can be. A I can't Navy believe SEAL. you agreed with me. You I did. are I'm a, a saboteur. You are a saboteur. Hold on, let me pull up. What am list. I? What is that? I'm a hyper. Something. You're hyper vigilant. Hyper vigilant. No, no yeah, I don't know what you are. I don't know either. Don't I'm know. a superhero though. But mm-hmm. it, no, but it was. But Bobby, it's so good. You'd like that book, by the way. I think. But I it talks it about this, and it's exactly what you're saying. And it was so powerful. And he bring it into the business world for sales. Mm-hmm. For, it, was, it was for sales leaders. Yeah. Like he's going to a board meeting because his sales are not where they need to be, and he's trying to make excuses. And the guy, his coach, is basically saying, "Own it." Yeah. Own mm-hmm. it. Own it. And, you and, know and do what you said. Talk about what you. Here's why this is wrong. It's my fault. I'm the leader. Here are the things that I'm going to do to fix it. That's exactly what you're doing. This yeah. is really. I'm writing this down. This is powerful. Yeah. And one one quick note there too is Seligman when he was doing his research on the learned optimism, mm-hmm. he worked with MetLife, and he helped them build. He helped them what hire for like learn who who's higher in optimism, mm-hmm. and. And then they started hiring for that. And what happened is the people who are higher in optimism, which you can learn and build, they outsold their peers by 37%. Wow. Wow. And I totally get that. Yeah. And they didn't experience the turnover because think about it. If you're, if you get into, you know, if you're not doing well and you're right. Yeah, that's right. So you didn't have the turnover. So it saved them just unimaginable amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Well, not unimaginable. I just don't know the number off the top well, of my head. So, I, <laughs> I don't saw know that. The number. Yeah, it's imaginable. I just can't imagine it. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, it is so that optimism is so because because I've been in roles in sales in my I don't know how many years I've been in sales. Too many to, to, to mention. Sixty-three. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Tab. <laughs> uh, that where I believe that I could win a deal, find opportunities, win opportunities. I did. And when I didn't believe it, I, I didn't. I mean, it is That's right. so critical. You can, you almost can feel when you, there's something that happens in sales. When you cross a line, you're like, I get it. I get who mm-hmm. needs it. I know what to say. Mm-hmm. And you, it just, the light bulb comes over and you just, but, and you can see it versus there's this time, like no one's ever going to, yeah. no one's ever going to buy gonna this. this. Yeah, I don't really. And and really, it's so funny. We're talking about two critical things for everybody, which is confidence and clarity. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. It's like if we are mentally healthy, right? Or not mentally, mentally fit. fit. Like mentally fit, <laughs> not healthy. If we're mentally fit, I'm so stupid. I'm, <laughs> Judge her. I'm so stupid. I'll never do this. Oh, I'll never, I'll never get it right. Never I'll never 
But anyway, confidence, <laughs> the and confidence and clarity. This podcast is never going to make. <laughs> I'm thinking of that Chris Farley skit. I know. I love uh, but you remember? Remember? Oh, remember I'm me. so stupid. He was on Saturday Night Live. He he was Paul McCartney. But he was interviewing <laughs> Paul McCartney. I forgot the character that Chris Farley. He would. He would he interview was a, people. He was a. He was a show host. You know, like he was a show host. You remember when you were on the Beatles? Yeah. Oh, I was the Beatles. Anyway. <laughs> I'm never gonna make it. That would be a you need to use that, Bobby, in one of your trainings or coaching sessions. Oh my Chris god, Farley, because he's be got perfect. a big he's got a big judger going on. I don't know what the, oh yeah, he does. <laughs> it's a perfect example. Um sorry for those of you on our vast audience who haven't aren't familiar with that skit. We're just gonna we'll move on now. Uh, <laughs> but, but it anyway, was fun to watch. It was yeah, anyway. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but um, yeah, the, the confidence and clarity that is. So it's really what you're saying about it. mentally being mentally fit leads to confidence, which not only is it, we've been talking a lot about presentation and kind of that moment, whether it's one-to-one or one-to-many, but I also think this plays into working upstream when we want to talk to the executives and that can be an intimidating thing. Oh yeah. Asking tough questions or having to redirect or lead, put yourself in a leader's because really selling is about leading people to a better solution. And, when right. we, and to lead people to a better solution, we have to lead. And so we may be a little intimidated by that. So the, I can see how this would apply to mm-hmm. any, any advice specifically to people who struggle with taking the lead and kind of, um, you know, y- using their voice to, 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 you know, kind of command the room or to, to, to lead when they're dealing with people who may be older, more successful, more powerful? I think it kind of goes back when you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. which is really being clear on why are you there? Ah, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like years ago, 2003, I think it was 2002, something like that. I used to coach new uh, professional speakers. They were apprentice mm-hmm. professional okay. speakers. And they're all, and they would always say to me like, well, why would anybody want to listen to me? I'm like, that's a good question. Why should they listen to you? It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the message. Mm-hmm. It has to do with how you're going to help them. How are you going to help them, you know, live better or sell better or, you know, somehow be better when you know that I think, I think some of the chatter goes away. Mm-hmm. So it's redirecting, a lot of it's redirecting the, the question in a healthy way. That's say, right. Why, why should I listen to you? Meaning what information do you have to share versus why should I listen to you? Because you're a nobody. And it's to be yeah. able to traffic that information and mm-hmm. say, this isn't about me. This is about the information. And That's if right. I'm lacking the information, I'm not lacking as a person. I just need to go get the information. I need better information versus I yeah. can't entertain because I'm not an entertainer. Right. Right. Just like, you know, think about it. Like when you think about the saboteurs, the one that comes to mind is pleaser. Yeah. Think about how that affects someone when they're asking for the business. Ah, yeah. So right. He apply, yeah. Yeah. When they're, yeah. Well, I, I don't want them to not like me. I don't want, I worked with someone this was when I was coaching, you, you know, we, uh, it was in Oklahoma. It was an mm-hmm. Aslan client. So, and he was, this guy was amazing at building relationships, right. but he had never the business. I'm like, why? And he's, and he said, I don't want him to not like me. Mm. I'm like, they know why you're there. 
Yeah, right. they, they like you or don't like you, like, right? Whatever. <laughs> right. But this was a huge hurdle for him. Yeah. That to me is pleaser. Yeah. yeah, that's a pleaser. Yeah. And there's a way to move the deal forward without asking, you know, putting, making it awkward. But at the same yeah. time, it all, if we're, if we're making it about us, which is, that's what that's about. It's, and then we, that's, that's right. some of the things that we talk about and when we're training certain for certain mm -hmm. roles is, is being reactive is self-centered mm -hmm. because yeah. it's about, it's like, we're, we're here to serve them. We're here to help them solve a problem. So if they don't know how to solve their problem and we just let them flounder, that's so not nice. it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not what's best for them. No, not at all. So powerful. So, so Bobby, what do we need to do to get, give us some action items, some takeaways to, to, you know, uh, take what we've learned. Cause you've unpacked a lot of really good stuff here to oh, yeah. become more mentally fit. Where should we start? What's a good place to start? Okay. So <clears throat> awareness is key, mm -hmm. right? So really becoming aware of when we're, when we're kind of going into that more of the hijack mode, the, the saboteur mode, Okay. there, there are two assessments high and they're both free and they take five minutes max. Wow. Um, one will tell you which the saboteurs you have, mm -hmm. which are most active. And then one will tell you it's called PQ score. So PQ, it stands for positive intelligence. Okay. And it will tell you where you are on a scale of one to a hundred. 75 is the tipping point. Um, and tipping point meaning you're, that's good. It's good. You're good it's at your good. 75. Yeah. 75 I should have known that. 75. You should have known it, Tom. <laughs> should have known it. But what's, what's troubling PQ, about- PQ, is that what they need to look up? PQ score? If you, PQ. you know, I could, I could send you a link. It's if you go to positiveintelligence.com. Okay, positive intelligence. Okay, okay, got that. Yeah. And then there's, it's, if you, there's a page called Meet the Saboteur, it's Saboteurs. And then the one for, there's a tab called Science. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can learn your score. Now, uh, what, they've, what they've determined- um, this organization is only about 20% of the people are at 75 or above. Okay. So most of us, you know, most people are, are below that 75. Well, but that it, ain't going to be the case for me. I will crush that. Oh, I know. I told you, you know. that. I told you. <laughs> you're the, uh, you're the, uh, <laughs> hyper delusional. I was going to say delusional. Just, it's, a, it's a new one. They just yeah. came out with. We're, we're going to add one in just for tab. <laughs> yeah. I love this. I'm going to get a really good score. I'm get a really good score. I promise I'm going to win. I got I'm the win. best personality. I think, I think, uh, Bobby, I think this is the avoider. This is the kid, the slow kid in the class. <laughs> oh, no, I'm the fastest. Well, did you win the race? No, but I wasn't really racing. Yeah, no. exactly. That's excuse, the blame, the excuse. excuse that's person. a combination of the avoider. The, yeah. the excuser. So That's go great. to positiveintelligence.com. Yep. And yeah. anything else that's not a good place to start? Obviously, listen to your you listen to your podcast. Tell them about your podcast. So the podcast is Unyielded, Thriving mm. No Matter What. And it has two formats. Wednesdays are interviews, which we're actually taking a hiatus for the, to, to reset for the new season. Mm -hmm. The Mondays Rise and Thrive. Those, those continue. So every Monday, a new one drops there. Oh, cool. Um, and Rise and thrive. Can you give us a little kind of yeah. peek? What is that about? Super short episodes, like okay. five to 10 minutes, usually around seven. And it's all things related to personal mastery, self-leadership, mental fitness, that type of thing. And it's just nice. a, uh, 
Yeah. And what's yeah. cool about that, I've, ha I've had a lot of the sales managers send that on to their teams. Like, hey, take a listen to this. It's going to help you, you know, whatever. So love so that. Reps would be good for reps, managers, anybody. Anybody. I mean, I have teachers who listen to it. I have people that I mean, I mean, yeah, we have a lot of different people. Well, you're, you, you do a great job. I mean, you're a great communicator. So I highly recommend Bobby's Thank podcast. You. Definitely. Check well, you're that inspiring. Out. I mean, always. Well, and, she, and I will say the greatest coach <laughs> I've ever in 27 years that I've ever worked with. And I'm just amazed. So it's, it's not shocking that you're kind of running with this. So yeah, yeah so excited. I, my heart's here for it. You know, because yeah. sales is tough. Sales leadership is tough. And no. if, if I can support in that role, happy to do it. No place to hide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no, no place, place to, to hide, hide in sales. Yeah. No, none. So just learned a lot, Bobby. Mental fit. Here's what I heard. Big picture. Mental fitness is critical to performance. Yes. If you want to be successful, it's, it's it, one of the things we are over, we overlook is mental fitness. And that really mm -hmm. drives performance, leads to confidence and clarity, um, allows us really to be our best self and, and, and really shut down the things that keep us from performing, which is a lot, has a lot more to do with what's happening in the mind and how we think than we, than, than just memorizing our presentation or learning skills right. and, and developing our expertise, which are all important. Right. But this is another aspect, which, um, yeah. And I think I, a lot to learn here. So thank you. Incredibly. Helpful. Yes. Have any last thoughts or uh, words of wisdom? No, I mean, it's just, I, I can't wait to do the assessment. I mean, seriously, this is, uh, this well, is you'll crush it. I wouldn't even oh, do I, it. I, I wouldn't even do it. You're I'm no. not going to brag. <laughs> no. Maybe we'll share our scores on the next podcast. I don't know. Maybe we just kick off with that. Just, you know. I'll be listening <laughs> to that tab for sure. <laughs> I would come in here. Tom got an 82. I got a. Oh uh, well, I'm going to lie because I'm I'm good at I'm good at knowing what the right tab. What did you answer. get? got a seven is that good or i can't <laughs> remember her I, I think she said the lower you are the better <laughs> <It's> better <laughs> she the said closer you are to yeah. one the better yeah. oh, i love it gosh. i would love i could spend another hour on how to learn Me optimism too. i think that's a that oh. any books that you recommend one book that uh, that it like captures uh you know captures not captures but basically uh, that helps people learn more about mental fitness uh, yes, uh, positive. There, his uh, Shirzad's book is called Positive Intelligence. Positive Intelligence. Okay, so Same I highly recommend that. Okay, highly recommend that. And um, on optimism, learned optimism, optimism by Martin Seligman. Completely, that that's a fabulous book. I love that. Like you can learn gratitude, you can learn optimism. We mm -hmm. we can change this. That's awesome, Bobby. That's right. Thank you so much. Thank you You're for very being welcome. on the show. Thank um, you, Bobby. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sales with Aslan. And if you like what you're hearing, please like the show, give us positive comments or negative comments. Tell us how we're doing so we can serve you better. Mm -hmm.